Happy Friday, guys, and welcome to another episode of Let's Talk Dubs. I'm your host, Bill T. Well, you know, sometimes you're out there on Instagram, you see some of these guys that have a ton of following, and they've got a pretty cool car. One of these guys is my buddy, is my buddy Brian Aarons out of Sacramento, California, and you may know him better on Instagram as Super Low Bus. Uh, Brian, Justin, and I from Volksfab, and uh, my buddy Tony and everybody, we all got to hang out about a year and a half, maybe two years ago when I went up for the Kelly Park show. We all got to kick it and just cruise around together, so a great bunch of guys, and we forge a bit of a friendship on it, and Brian recently has been doing some fab work on his Type 34 Gia. You know I'm a big fan of the Type 34s, so wanted to get him on the podcast, talk about his VW story, as well as the 15-window bus that he's got, and the reason he purchased the Type 34 and his game plan with that and some things have been happening with him. So uh, it's a good podcast this week, guys. Let's get ready to get into it with Brian Aarons, a.k.a. Super Low Bus on Instagram on this week's Let's Talk Dubs. Okay, everybody, on today's show, I've got a buddy of mine up from Sacramento. We hung out a little bit a couple summers ago, and you guys might know him from Instagram as Super Low Bus. Uh, on today's podcast, I've got Brian Aarons on the podcast. Brian, welcome to the podcast. What's going on, Bill? How you doing? I wanted to get you on the because, uh, you know, you've been working on something near and dear to my heart, but also, you know, how everybody got into the hobby. And, and a lot of people, you've got a lot of followers on Instagram that have been following you because of because of your bus and uh, a lot of people just think you're kind of a supermodel. So I wanted to bring it, bring it down to earth a little bit, <laughs> let people know who the real Brian is. So uh, yeah. what is your VW story and how did you get into Volkswagens? Man, my VW story, how I got sucked into this. Well, I started, I mean, I kind of always liked them, you know, my dad had them throughout the years. I remember at one point I was a little kid, but he had a Brasilia when I was really young. I had a, he had a Brasilia nice. being white. Um, and he had a few bugs, and then I remember he had like a bay window for. I mean, bay window was like short lived. I didn't think he had that thing for long at all. Um, and just like that, over time, you know, yes, over years when he had one here, a bug, he just let it go. And you know, then he had like a Camaro, had a split bumper Camaro, and that's like the car that I actually fell in love with because about the time you know you start growing up, you're like, oh, that thing is cool. Right. <clears throat> just kind of move on from that, and then eventually I was going to turn 16, start driving. And I was like, man, I kind of wanted a Camaro. You know, I was like, yeah, Camaro's cool. I like a Camaro. I'll take a early Camaro or something. And um, But I used to see the bugs on the street from me. There was a guy that used to paint them and kind of flip them all the time because they were always, you know, he would build something and then he'd be for sale eventually, right? Right. And it was at the time where all the early, like late 80s, early 90s cars were still around. So it was a lot of bright yellow with the hot pink drips, you know, on the drip paint jobs and yeah. all the mini trucks. And I was just like, oh, you know what? It's kind of cool. You ride, you used to freestyle a lot back then. And I used to ride my bicycles on, by his house. And I was like, man, he's got a bunch of cool bugs. And I think they'll look cool, you know. But I was like, yeah, I was kind of dead set on a Camaro. You know, see all the muscle cars in school, blah, blah. And <clears throat> it's like, yeah, you know. So when it came to buy a car, or get, actually getting my license, uh, you have to pay for the school to take get your license. And, yeah. Uh, my dad's like, well, you're on your own. You figure it out. So I was like, ah, oh, crap. So I, you know, hustle some stuff. I get the money, pay for your school, and just move on from there. And then it was time to buy the car. I'm like, well, I don't have money to buy a Camaro. You know, I had a few hundred bucks. I worked part time here and there. Um, 
<clears throat> so my dad's like, well, here's 300 bucks. Find yourself a car. I'm like, 300 bucks? <laughs> yeah, 300 bucks. That's a pretty, okay. pretty yeah. dope ride. Like, yeah, I was like, why don't I go buy with 300 bucks? I figure, you know, I had like 500 bucks saved up. You know, I was like, okay, well, it's like that makes it eight hundred, and then um, it was uh, my birthday, and my grandma gave like, oh, here you go, here's two hundred bucks. I was like, okay, man, like a thousand bucks. You know, this is like what nine ninety, I don't know, ninety three, I think it was something around ninety two. Yeah. Um, and I was like, well, thousand bucks to find a something, right? And I was just like, yeah, I was going to school, and my buddy already had a bug. And he's building a big motor for it and all this all this stuff for it, right? And all the guys from school that we went to school had muscle cars and they used to give him crap, oh you little bug, you know, gonna beat you, whatever. So I started going, Well, I started going to street races that night and he finally got his bug done. He takes it out and also starts mopping all the muscle cars and I'm like, Okay, well now they got my attention. Really? Yeah. <laughs> I was like, Okay. I was like, All right. So then I got into you know, I started talking to him and I was like, totally got into the bugs. So I was like, Okay, now I'm like totally, totally sucked into it. My dad was a little something, guys. So he's like just get a bug. Just get a bug. And I'm like, okay. So I started looking for this bug and ended up, my dad ended up finding it from somebody that he worked with or, and we went to look at it. It ended up being a 67. <clears throat> it's a 67, uh, original L87 paint. Yeah. Uh, coat. Uh, but somebody had, you know, painted once already. And it was like a light, like a very light yellow color of, over the, white uh-huh. and uh, but interior was all original clean it was real nice uh it had no brakes when we got it um but we took it home and it just went from there man it just okay it was a uh, okay let's get it running this and that so at the time i got paid i would go buy the old chromies and the, you know with the nipple caps R- of course classics you know yeah yeah i have to buy it. so every time i got paid i would buy a hubcap and a wheel and another hubcap and a wheel and eventually one tire and a tire and i would look at magazines while everybody was running for tire sizes um, and it just little by little, that's how it went. You know, that's how that car came about. You know, it came to the engine, you know, it ran, but it had like, it was leaking oil everywhere and, you know, it's just a mess. So yeah. my dad paid to get it rebuilt and we went to the shop, which is now he's a Greg's VW service in Redwood City. Oh, really? Yeah. So we took it to Greg. We took the motor out. You know, I, my first one, I didn't know much about him. So it's just like, okay, whatever. So my dad paid to got new pistons put in it and put rebuilt heads and blah, blah, blah. Single carb. I think it was a single, yeah, it was a single port at that time. Um, we got it back and put it back in the car and run. That was like my, it became my daily driver, right? Once I got that back and I was driving it back and forth. Well, one time I decided to take it. Let's go to the cruise in San Jose, go drive it out there, you know, go cruise around. I get on the freeway. Had a good time down there, come back home, and I would just I would run it like it was a new car. Yeah, that thing floor, you know, trying to do a <laughs> trying to do a hundred on that right, thing. Right, right. Yeah, yeah, I think screaming all of a sudden, it just all of a sudden just start smoking and losing power. And I'm like, oh crap. And this I is at, this is after the new pistons. Yes, after the new pistons, yeah, yeah. literally. It must have been like a month later, right? And I would just ring the gear on this thing. <clears throat> so comes out, I blew a hole in the piston. You know, I made it home. I took it home. Got all the way home limping and just dieseling every time you shut it off. Just clock, 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 clock. It was nuts, right? I can hear my dad in the window. What did you do now? And I'm like, nothing. You know, I went to bed. It was super late. Right. Mother this morning, he was already up downstairs messing with it. He's like, oh, you blew it out. You put a hole in the piston and da 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 da. You know, I'm like, oh crap. Because he knew about him, you know, but he just never had time to like, okay, let's build it. You know, I needed it for school, so he paid to get a debt. So once I blew it up, he went downstairs and pulled it all apart, and he's just like, okay, put a hole in the piston. 
He's like, I already paid. He's like, this is your problem now. He's like, you figure it out. He's like, oh, <laughs> crap. He's like, I did my job. He's like, I gave you, I paid for the first rebuild. He's like, that one's on me. This one's on you. I'm like, oh, man. So no money, obviously, right? You still, I'm still going to school. I'm working on the weekends. And uh, we used to do, like, detailed jobs for, like, people, neighbors or, like, older, you know, older people in my grandma's neighborhood. I would go out there and, like, help, you know, detail their cars. And then we just pay me. Yeah. Whatever I could just to get extra money. I was hustled to get whatever I could for the car. And obviously I couldn't pay somebody to build a motor. So I was like, Hey, got a bunch of books and you start reading about it and all the stuff you need to get. And I ended up piecing a motor and that building a 1641 for it. My first go around and had like a, I think I did like a 120 angle caminate for one heads. And yeah. And a 16, no 1641 is the one, like you don't have to do any, you know, it's just machining. like slipping pistons. It's, yeah, it's the, exactly. the economy big bore. Yeah, exactly. So I was just like, okay, I'll I'll do that. You know, I did that and had the L for one heads with the one twenty old can, like I said. And uh, back then, you had to have all the chrome, so had to get all the chrome shrouds and all of that course. stuff, right? <laughs> the chrome double O nine, you name it, it was on there. And uh, then I need a carburetors, and I just man, I have to save money for carburetors. So I just happened to go down the street with a guy that used to flip all those cars. You know, I never, I didn't see him for a while. Like it stopped. And he happened to go to college, so he was in the university where was. So he only, he was only there a few times a year. So I just happened to go there. He was there. Yeah. And we started talking. He's like, "Oh man, I'm like, what happened? I'm like, oh, this nanny, I'm doing this." He's like, "Oh okay, I'm, like, I'm looking for a carburetor." He's like, "Man, he's all, here you go. I got some in this bucket, and it's a five gallon, you know, like those buckets from Home Depot, right? You know, like just sitting there outside in the rain. It was like full of water. He pulls out two cadrones out of there. He's like, "Yeah, you can have this one." So and I'm like, "Okay, well, they're full of water." It's like, Whatever, they're free. Sure, yeah, sure. You can't beat it, free. right? Yeah, I need it. So I took him home. I cleaned him up. I just took him completely apart, let him soak for a while and stuff. And then he bought a linkage and all the gaskets to rebuild. I put him on and it actually ran. It ran killer. So once I put it back together, I was stoked. I was like, start driving. I got a car again. Nice. So well, I guess, you know, and you know, get but, sucked in on the six to seven. But it's it, you know, it's that that's the whole starter car builder kit, right? Chromies, a stinger, uh, get you some, uh, get you some cadrones. Like that's like the, yeah. I mean, that's and and the crazy part is some of those some of those motors like that, some of those cars that are built like that. Some of them are just the best running, like run forever. There's not tons Dude. of power, but it's like you can just floorboard it all day. You oh, know what yeah. I mean? It would just rev to the moon and just keep going, you know, like six six forty one. You just beat it and beat it and beat it. So that's yeah. so that's the first bug. So like, how long do you own that bug for? And and man, I owned that bug. I went through, uh, I think probably like a year and a half of high school. I had it, uh-huh. and then uh, I think the next that summer, I got to run with six six forty one. That summer, I was just like, man, I got to drive, and uh, my buddy had a oval. My friend Danny had an oval, and he had like a 1835 or something in it. I went for a ride in that thing, and I was just like, oh, I got I to gotta upgrade. Right. I'm going to step it <laughs> I was up like, Yeah. I was like, man, I got to step it up. I am like, there's no way. My 1641. So I pulled a 1641 out, and I sold it to another friend of mine. And I used that money, and I saved up, saved up. And then I ended up buying a, ended up buying a one in 1835, but I ended up buying a 1776 from Berg. Yeah. In ninety something, and so I, I got the long block, and then I saved up the money for the carbs, and I ended up running like the Lodo forty eight at the time. So now, like, when you say you bought it from Berg, like you bought it from like Gene Berg, you bought a long block from those guys. Yes. 
See, it's interesting because I called. Well, I called them. I was talking to Clyde at one time, and he said because I had bought a, I, I'd gotten a motor that was in a car that was all Berg parts, and I called and I said, "Yeah, I got a motor. I think that you guys built, and there was some there was receipts and stuff with it. And there was some uh, some charges for some stuff on there." And they said, "Ah, oh, well, we never really built motors, uh, you know, unless you were like a friend of Gene's or something. You know, Gene was always like build your own motor, but you know, I've heard of people get get motors built from those guys. So so you end up with the 1776 from Berg." Yeah, I had the Berg heads on it. I had like even the cut. Because it was trivial once you got it. You see where the fins were cut, the two first fins on the head, you know, like around the cylinders. Those were, those were completely gone. Like in the center, they were cut off. So it looked like it was like, like two square pieces. Right. It was a trip. Um, so I ran that. I put some carbs and I ran that for a while. And that thing was just, you know, as soon as I get it running, I'm just like, whoa, this thing's quick, right? Right. So I go down the street. And uh, my other friend Joey lived like a few blocks away from me. And my friend Daniel happened to be there. And... We go there and I'm like, oh, you gotta check this thing out. This thing gets hauls, you know. This thing gets hauls around. Right. I'm like, what? Yeah. <laughs> so first, he jumps it, in. Let me check this out, you know. And uh, I jump on it, and just drop the clutch, just just bake the tire, take off, and, you know. I come back out. He's like, wow, this, this, this thing's this thing's faster than than Danny's. It's definitely faster than Danny's. And I'm like, I don't know, you know, whatever. He's like, oh. So the motorbike comes out, jumps in, and he's like, oh man, let's go for a ride. And I mean, I dump the clutch the second time, and he just grenade in my training. Oh no. Oh, dude, it's everywhere, right? And I'm like, dude, I just spent like everything I had to build this, you know, get this motor on this car. And I'm like, okay, now I gotta wait to save money for a trans, you know? I had no clue the trans wasn't gonna hold at that time. I had no idea about like a pro street or like a super trans or whatever they call them. You right. Know? I figure it's just a tranny. Everybody just drives them. It's what it is, you know? Nope. So I go to find out. Oh, you gotta build a tranny too, and blah blah blah. So it goes from there. Well, I have to wait another whole summer, you know, save the money, buy a trans, but. And, and then, then after that, I just uh, I ditched the car. I pulled the motor and tranny out. I sold the car. Um, ended up building a '63. Uh, it was a, yeah, it's a '63, and it was orange, painted orange and white. And that uh, thing came about all from side jobs, like you know, just doing uh, doing some lower a car for a guy, and this guy did the interior. Then another guy, he you know, he did the paint for me at that time. Uh, nice. And he just kind of like moved on. I had the '63 for a while. That was that was my car through the rest of high school I think the end of like the end of my senior year and I drove that car like a like a year after high school a year and a half and then I had uh, had a friend that had a bus yeah and he was putting it together through the whole time you know I had my 63 and I was like oh man I'm into like street racing I, you know, I don't want a bus you know? yeah like, buses no bus. were they, they weren't known for like being super cool yeah. back in the day buses no, were like they, they were different dudes driving buses yeah, exactly. And I was just like, nah, nah, man, bug, bug. I was street nights, you know, Friday nights go street racing, trying to find all this Hondas and all stuff to go, you know, do a little whooping real quick, get some quick money. Right. And uh, I was like, no, no bus, no bus. And then eventually he got it running. And one day in the morning, we're going to the wrecking yard to find parts. Because back then, you can go to the wrecking yard, go find, oh, you can find a racked up clip, no big deal. And yeah. We're out there, you know. Um, and he stopped to get breakfast. He was older than me. He's like, oh, you know, drive the bus. And I'm like, what? You want me to drive your bus? Because he never let anybody drive his bus. It was just lowered. It was an early bus. And was, he had it lowered and stuff like that. I'm like, God. But jump on. He lets me drive. And he had the safaris open and start driving. And I'm just like, you know what? I think I need a bus. <laughs> That's what gets <laughs> just, you. At first, driving a bus, it's just it seems super different because of where you sit. You're in front of the front wheels. And yeah. it's just a different vibe. But, like, the whole chilling stance that you have, like, in the front of a bus, kind of leaning over the steering wheel. 
And, it does, uh, man. You know, because since you can't floss your arm out of the window, man, it's it's a different vibe. But once you kind of, I think once you drive a bus, man, it's it's a, just a you different feel altogether. Into that, man, I just like as soon as I drove, I was going down like the main road with the safari open, and I'm just like cruising. He's got the music blasting. I'm like, yeah, it's baller I time. I totally need this. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. it was off with the bugs, you know. And it was like onto finding a bus, you know. After that, I'm just like, you know, okay, I'm done with this running around for a while and then trying to find a bus and I sent it up uh, with a, a single cab I believe it was a 56 single cab yeah the very first one you know lowered it obviously all the stuff you know it was straight axle in the rear and 1776 drove that for a little bit daily drive it for a while and then I kind of like yeah kind of put it aside got into like the I don't know kind of mini trucks Right, uh, like the S10, the new body S10s were coming out. Got into those, you know, we're slamming those with a couple of friends, and I still have, I still had Volkswagens. Um, then I started building convertibles. I had a black convertible, a '64 I built. Um, my first car was Fuchs. Yeah. Um, you know, back yeah. then they were not hard to come by. They no. find them anywhere. Well, Fuchs, Fuchs were a game changer. I mean, they didn't go for cheap, and then getting them. The, the big step up, I think, back in the day was like, oh, man, i got to change my wide five pattern. Like, how am I doing yeah. that? You know what I mean? Then you, was, and Yeah, it was like this is before they had, you know, before they had all the, the disc brake setups and all that stuff, you know. And yeah. I, remember, I remember the first disc brake setup I put on my bug that was Porsche pattern, and it was like – I put it on there, and the, they were. It was the first one of the first sets of lowered spindles, but it had like a half inch plate, and it pushed the wheels all the way out. And it was like, you know, <laughs> it was it was a whole deal just to get the front end on there, you know. But oh, yeah, yeah, alloys are a game changer. Like once you're the dude that has alloys, it's like you finally feel like, yeah, yeah, this thing's a baller. Oh yeah, you know what I mean. Back like then, yeah, it was like big time. I remember doing the drums and taking it to a machine shop, so I would drill them out and then machine this nut out of the four lug to make it, you know fit on my axle right blah, 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 all the stuff i mean i it looks you know to me it looked so much better than having five spokes at the point yeah because that was the best i had you know i could get five spokes and i run five spokes but i was like oh, man, i gotta have alloys so we moved on from that and then uh built that black convertible then i ended up uh selling that car and i regretted selling it so i ended up building another convertible the 62 was and that was like full show car it was all painted underneath chrome and Paint Engine Bay. Uh, it was in a couple of magazines, you know, pictures and stuff like that. Um, can't remember. Yeah, and, con- and convertibles are, I mean, convertibles are like, it's a lot of work, man. Convertibles look good. And there's like in, in the convertible world, the custom car convertible world, there's like the dude that's got his convertible finished and then the dude that just leaves, leaves the top unfinished in the boot and mobs out because, yeah. <laughs> because that's a yeah. big money project finishing those tops, even back in the day, you know what I mean, to do them right. Oh, yeah. And, you know. you know, getting the wood, stuff like that. I mean, the wood posts and all stuff wasn't that great. But then my dad worked on wood, so he made all the wood pieces for my car, even the covers for the hinges on the back. So it was pretty cool, you know, working with my dad and my brother. We used to do a lot of stuff together back then. Yeah. So I had that, you know, once I – so I, I literally finished that blue convertible. I showed it, like, one time, and I'm usually – I'm driving – to go drop off some movies, you know, back then, a blockbuster video. Right. And I'm at the light waiting for the light to turn green, and all of a sudden, my, my black convertible drives by in front of me. Oh, and I'm like, what the? F-? I'm like, so I turn around and start following. I ask, I follow and stop the guy, and I'm like, hey, man, you want to sell it? He's like, uh, actually, yeah, it's been sitting on my dad's tow yard for the last, you know, almost year and a half. In a tow yard? Yeah. 
yeah, his dad owned a toy yard. He had to sit in the toy yard it's in the back. I'm like, damn. So I ended up buying the car back for way cheaper than I sold it. Nice. Took it home the same night, you know, and busted the line. Had it for a while again, and then uh, had my 23 window at the same time, and had a 56 vert that I sold to one of my friends now that he still has. Had a bunch of stuff at one time, man. So I you never, this, you never really took a break from the scene. I, you know, I did. I've been. I think it was like '99. I sold. Uh, I was moving up to Roseville, up to Sacramento area. Uh, I was living in the Bay the whole time, because mm-hmm. um, I grew up in Redwood City, and then I uh, moved to across the Bay, and then ended up up in Sacramento, Roseville area. When I was moving up here, I thought I was gonna sell the 23 window, and I sold my 56 vert, and then uh, my square back. I ended up selling to somebody in Japan. When I, w- I went to the classic, I took it to the classic for 99. I think it was 99 or 2000. So was this square back and, a finished car? Yeah, the square back's a finished car too. It was L87 on, uh, I painted it. It had uh, phone dials on light gray color and all light gray interior. Oh, really? Uh, 1776. <clears throat> um, phone dials, bro. That's that's a classy move. I'm a, I'm a fan of phone dials. I like I like phone dials in, in probably 90... 394 i had a, i had my silver bug on phone dials and i just and i liked them because they were different they weren't fused yeah i, I always like them i know a lot of people don't I, I i like them i like the offset when you run that things the 924s that the, the stars really 924 s in the front yeah yeah so i like i like rolling those um so i had that on those and i, I liked that i rolled it for a while but when i was moving i was like man all these cars ain't buy a house so i sold all the cars and i kept the blue, light blue convertible that's the only thing i kept um I moved up here, and I once I moved up here, I didn't. I kind of got out of the scene. Yeah. Uh, I kind of parked the car, and I, I don't know. Nobody really knew me for my cars like back then, because I, I would drive to the show and kind of just park them, and I disappear. I pretty much lock, close the doors, and take off, you know, and then even hang out at the show. I go to the swap meet or have friends, close friends by at houses. I'll go hang out with them. Instead of Sacramento's too hot, so usually Sacramento's, I never hang out by my car. I would just come by, drop it off, and take off. Yeah. You know, but um, once I moved to Roseville, I never got back into it. I took a break. I parked the car and didn't use it for a while. Then I pulled the engine out of it, put a 1600 in it, and sold it to somebody. And then kept the engine for a while. Never did anything with it. Ended up selling that. Um, and I just kind of got out of it. I started, you know, back into my racing quad thing. I was racing quads and sport bikes, whatever you can. If it had a motor motor in it and motorcycle type, I was into it racing. Well, and I, I and like, I saw uh, recently on your Instagram, you bought some uh, 250Rs, right? Some quads. Yeah, yeah, some quads. I'm big time into the 250R stuff. Uh, I I totaled the 250Rs and ATCs. And did you race those, or you you was just it was just a recreational thing? The the first back in the early in the late 80s, I did race them. For a while, and then uh, you know, like everything, do it for a while and then get out of it. And then when I came back, got back into like in two thousands, I started getting back into it, like and stuff like that, or the desert riding stuff like that. You know, recreational for a while, and then got into dirt bikes, sport bikes, track day, you know, all the stuff. I mean, any, sure. anything that had anything to do motorsports, I was doing it. I I ended up getting away from motorsports for a while. I just took a break, and I got back in two thousand. No, it's 2004, no, 2003 or something like that. I took yeah. like a three, three year, three, four year break and I found a notchback. I happened to be at my parents' house in the Bay and it was a notchback. I'm still the auto trader, I think it was. Um, 
original owner. She was moving to Italy because she was retiring. She had to sell it. And I called her and went and picked up the car and drove it home. And I had that for a little bit. And I lowered it on Sprint Stars and ended up selling that car to build a 68 C10. Yeah, um, the C10s. Everybody, <laughs> I had a C10 for about two or three months. And then I was like, that's not the car that I want. And I'm going to put way too much money in this thing. But it's like, <laughs> it's like that same circle of cars, you know, the, C, the C10s. Yep. The, I had a Chevy Love mini truck. It you is. know what I mean? Like there's, there's always like that, that group of cars and it's the generational thing. But so you get the little C10 yeah. and then you have that for a little bit. And then uh, yeah, I had the C10 and I'd completely stripped that thing apart because built chassis, notched it. I mean, you name it, air ride, vintage air, all that stuff. And I had that truck for like, I don't know, like, I want to say like three years, two or three years. And yeah. Somebody had to have it more, more than I wanted to have it, you know? So right. yes, somebody wants to pay, they can have it. Well, that's it, man. So, <laughs> you know, you did a nice job when somebody's like, I need to buy that car from you right now. And I don't really care. Yeah, I don't care what it's going to cost. He pulled me over and he had to have it. It was like the second time he pulled me over driving. He seen me driving. And I'm just like, man, it's going to be this much. He's like, okay, meet you at the MV. <laughs> okay. Nice. There you go. And then I uh, took a break. I didn't build anything. Uh, that's when I started. Once I sold a C10, I started kind of like, okay, Getting back into the Volvo views again, looking for something, you know, and ended up uh, buying uh, I think it was an 11 window. I had an 11 window for a minute. It's a little original paint, 65 or 66, I can't remember. Uh-huh. Lowered it, Fuchs, the whole thing again, you know, and uh, I sold that to somebody in France, bought that, <clears throat> and then I bought a 56 or 57 single cab. Yeah. And I, I didn't do anything with that one. That one pretty much brought it home, lowered it, and uh, fixed some of the stuff on it. And I didn't even put an engine and ended up selling it. Um, and that's after that's when I found uh, my double cab, my 60 double cab, Silly Watch Red one. Yeah, the Silly Watch Red. Now you, now, you don't have that one anymore. No, I wish I did. Um so that was the same thing. Brought it home, cleaned it up, buffed that paint out. You know, did a wagon quest beam from Nate. Um, straight axle on the back, and you know, two liter. And that one, I literally didn't have it long either. That one I had a very short period of time, and somebody had to have it, and like always. And you had it on. And, uh, you had it on uh, phone dials as well, right? No, that one sitting on stock wheels and caps. I'm looking at your Instagram here. I see a picture of one on phone dials. Maybe that's another car that's on phone dials. That's another one. That's another one of my yeah, friends. Looks good. Looks good. <laughs> but uh, so you you have the you got the double cab for a little bit, and then somebody really wants to buy the double cab. Is that how you end up with the uh, with your 15 window? Yeah, I ended up selling the double cab, and I was like, eh, what I want next? And I wanted uh, always wanted a 15 window. I had a couple of 23s, but the skylight glass just really bugs me driving. Yeah, um, you know, so I'm in your face. Most of you live in a hot area. It just bugged me. So I was like, ah, 15 window would be better. And really, most people, up, most people wouldn't complain about the skylight, the sun from the skylight, slow roasting them. <laughs> but that's a California problem, right? Because they're yeah, they're pretty available stuff, over you know? there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, I ended up with the 15, and then uh, once I got the 15, it was one of those things. Uh, the bottom of it media blasted, and then the roof media blasted. Um. Then it's all painted gray underneath, and obviously a roof I never finished. I kind of fell in love with the gray color, and I was like, oh, I'll paint it gray someday, but eh, whatever. Um, 
I did all the interior, you know, it's all the original panels all stretched. It's over new wood and stuff like that. <clears throat> nice. And then I had uh, Matt Miller do all the interior, all the, I mean, all the seats on original upholstery. He only replaced the tops where you sit down, and all the sides are the factory material. And everything else he restitched back together, huh? Yep, everything else he restitched back together. Wow. And you, found, uh, I mean, you found this car, it was, it was fairly, fairly original. It was pretty... Uh, it was found by somebody else, and they started doing all the work, partially all the work. And then when I got it, it was like all the parts were off. It's pretty much the shell. It was a rolling shell. Yeah. Um, and it was kind of, at the beginning, it was kind of like, oh, I should put it to stock, you know, because I kind of wanted it all stock. But then it's just like, I just can't. I'm not a stock guy. It's just like I couldn't convince myself to it. You know? Right. It's, it's just I can't. I couldn't do it. So stock's not everything fun. else. <laughs> it's not fun. Stock's not fun. <laughs> you know, so stock's not fun to me. Just I mean, I don't. I want to put a pedal to a metal. I think still not moving. It just it drives me crazy. Yeah. <clears throat> and so, so you. So now you get this car, and then I mean, at this point in the game, everything's starting to go like crazy low on the ground, and your yeah. your your attitude's like I'm laying this thing on the on the dirt. Yeah, I know. I've always been into the slam stuff. I mean, like, my car, my 62 was pretty slam back then. I mean, I remember him doing the first narrow beam, like, in 90, I was, like, 94, I think it is, 95. We did a first ultra narrow beam with one of my friends. And yeah. then I was like, oh, my car is limping, you know? I'm like, I don't have any room. The towers are right next to it. And I, back then, it was like, oh, my God, you can't have not, not have shocks, right? Can't have any right. shocks. It was just like, no. So I ended up cutting a ball joint beam and using the towers because those towers lean out a little bit and using yeah. a lay model shots and a LinkedIn beam to do my first narrow one. Uh, and it wasn't like that much. I mean, maybe max, probably maybe two inch narrow beam back then. Um, but I've always been into the slam stuff. So this bus, I was like, oh yeah, I'm laying this thing out. You know, the double cover's pretty low. I'm going to go lower on this one. And now, what's the race, what, what's the difference in the suspension between your double cab and the 15 window? Because the 15 window is kind of, I mean, it's it's laid out. And then you know, what suspension do you have underneath it? So the double cut was a four inch narrow beam mm-hmm. with a, it was like four inch drops in the nose from an eight. <clears throat> yeah. And then uh, the, the, the 15 window, we did a, call it, we call it a five by side, five by six, we call it with uh, Nate. So it's a five inch narrow beam with a six inch drop spindles. Oh, wow. Yeah. Um, You know, it, it drops it pretty good. I mean, the only problem, the downside is with six inch, you can't fit 15 inch wheels. So now when they get a flat or a blast a wheel, like what happened last time I drove it. Right. You're stuck. Unless somebody's got a 17. <laughs> right. Right. Well, cause you're now it's cause the brakes or because the offset yeah, of the spindle. The spindle, the spindle sold, drop it so much. The bottom of the wheel doesn't clear the bottom of the spindle. Um, but I think, I mean, now that you've got 17s on there, I, you know, I love the look of 17s on a bus. I think the 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 diameter of the wheel fits the wheel arc, yeah. in my opinion. You gotta be like, you know, to me, you have to be really slammed so it looks right, right? Or, you know, so it's gotta have the right look. Otherwise, I think that they, 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 sometimes they look too big, depending on the wheel on the bus, right? Uh, you know, so I don't know. Then after that, you know, if, well, the bus was supposed to be in 15s, and then we ended up like deciding, okay, you know, let's try the 17s, and I went with, you know, John. Uh, hands detail folks, you know, John's always been super good to me. Every time I need wheels, he always hooks me up, like sends them right away. Or so I was talking to him about this wheels, and he's like, Well, I don't have a set, but I got the ones for my personal car, you know. So he ended up selling his personal, so it's sort of like 17 by fours, I think, is the ones that he gave me. Nice. They're pretty narrow. 
Nice. So it fit right. Uh, instead of timing the whole bus like everybody does with the tubs over the top, and I just couldn't get over the wheelbarrow tubs. You know, I just I, I couldn't do it. I just it was not happening. I was not happy with that look. It, to me, it has to look like factory. If it doesn't look factory, I, just, I, I can't right. know, can't do it. You know. So what I ended up doing is I wanted the bus. My, my, the bus was a bench bus, and I wanted a walkthrough bus. So found some walkthrough sections and figured since I had to roll all the stuff in, might as well raise the whole walkthrough two inches. So I raised everything up two inches so everything stayed factory just up two inches. Oh, get out of here. So now the whole walkthrough is raised on the bottom. So I used uh, like repair sections from Gerson at the bottom of the wheel tub, so the wheel, the wheel well yeah. to stretch the, that, that piece is perfectly the amount that I needed. So I just welded, I stitched that at the bottom so it looks like a continuous piece. So it looks all factory when you look through the window. It looks all factory inside. Now that's pretty legit. So you can't really tell that the seats have been raised unless you really know what you're looking at, right? Yeah, unless you open the door, you will never, you can never tell. And the transition. How did you work the transition at the at the window? Like, uh, at, you know, at the doorpost comes to the window, did, or did you cut the seat backs down, or are those factory height? Yeah, everything's factory height. Oh, so See, you I'm, just uh, raised the. Wheel. Yeah, yeah. I'm looking yeah. at the picture on your Instagram right now. That's. Uh, that's pretty intense uh, wheel arc there, you know. And, yeah. And, I, and you said it's two inches raised. Yeah, two inch. Yeah, that thing looks uh, that looks dope. Because I tell you right now, I'm six foot, and uh, I, know, I know you're five nine. You sit here, I'm a five nine. You can see, still see straight out the window. And my bus isn't even like my crew cab, my carbon cab. The seat's so thick that it's like I look down, and I'm I'm sitting here wanting to th- thin oh. the seat out so that I can look a little more straight out the car because it's an early double cab. You know, it's got the bench. Yeah. If you're and, too uh, tall on my bus, you can't, you can't see. I like, I'm a short torso, long leg guy. Right. So it's, <laughs> it's, it's perfect. You know, for me, it was perfect when we built it. But if you're somebody's long torso and short leg, they can't see out of it. They're at the freaking roof of the bus. Right. Right. You know, no, that's um, right. That, that's right. And so was anybody doing those was, uh, chasing those guys, making those, making those kits at the time, like the, the wheel arcs and all that stuff when you did this on this bus. Uh, I know Cage uh, was starting to like build his tubs, the little tubs on the sides. Actually, me and him talk about this when we, I was doing mine because he thought about, oh, we should do, you should do a little tub. And I was like, I want to go bigger. And I started talking. And he's like, man, we should do this, man. You know, maybe move that. He came up with that. He's like, oh, you should just raise the the bottom of the seat up. You know, and I'm now thinking to myself, well, I'm going to raise it up. I'm going to raise the whole thing up. And then I started, you know, started talking. And I came up with more ideas thinking about it and not raising the whole thing up. Um. <clears throat> instead of just racing the bottom so the seat the bottom where the seat sits on instead of just racing that i figured i just raised the whole thing up and just add two inches up to the whole bottom of it to the whole sides and everything of the walkthrough and figured i had to repair because it, it was rusty the pieces that i got so why not just cut all that out and add the two inches that i need <clears throat> right no it, i mean it, it looks it looks legit and a lot of people were just doing like you said like they did the those barrel those uh fender well Arcs. Yeah, everybody was on the barrel cut back then. You know, it's got those big old round things, and I just couldn't. I couldn't have a seat like that. I just man. Now you're doing a you do you do most of this work out of your garage. I mean, like like you get a day job, and this isn't what you do for a living. But I mean, you're welding, you're doing all this stuff. And when when did you get the braveness to start doing all that stuff? You've always been doing that, or always done a little bit here and there. You know, not trying to too much, but I do my own stuff. You know. Yep. Um, why well, get help? You know, I, I I don't get just I just well, sometimes I don't have time to do it all myself. I get you know Justin from Volkswagen is one of my good friends and uh, he helped me out a ton with the bus when we were doing it. You know, I didn't have much time and 
Sometimes you come over and knock it. He'll knock one side out, and I'll do the other side because that's the only way to get anything done fast, you know. Yeah, yeah. Shout out to so, Justin at Volksfab, man. He's a good. He's a. He's a. He's a serious fabricator. I do do some good stuff. Oh yeah, he's when he gets down, he gets down, buddy. Yeah. yeah <clears throat> but yeah, he. You know, he's just been back then. He didn't have the shop, so we have night. We just tweak out all night on Carl Jr. and you know whatever. <laughs> go out there and just cut crap and just get down, you know. <clears throat> yeah no it's i mean it's pretty slick the way that the way that that whole front is raised because when you see that bus man first time anybody sees that bus they remember that bus man because that thing is laying on the ground i mean that thing yeah, is stinking low I, and when you're, i first brought it out i had it all the way down and i was driving and i didn't care i'm just driving <laughs> that thing everywhere and it, i mean it's static or is it air it's static it's static yeah that's you know that's a brave eventually brave Same man change you know got married and then the wife doesn't like the sound of metal dragging on the highways and, she know. doesn't think it's as cool as you do you know she doesn't think it's as cool throwing sparks all over the place you know and that, she doesn't like that grinding sound so we have to raise it up a little bit yeah <clears throat> but even still i, I think know. even as much as you raise it up it's still that thing's still sitting in the weeds man i mean those those wheels are tucked up you know try man we try to keep it down well, you know, I, on uh, on my we just did a couple episodes ago. We interviewed uh, Ryan Lothar, who does that, who's at Demon Motorsports, and he does that hydraulic setup. And, yeah, uh, those things are cool. I just ordered one uh, two weeks ago <laughs> for That's the awesome. bull, for the bull run bus. So we're gonna see. I mean, we'll put it to work, and we're gonna we're, we're gonna narrow put a narrow the bull run bus always had a, a regular front end on it. We're gonna put a narrowed front beam on there. And uh, to bring the wheels in a little bit, so we can tuck that thing up. But I think uh, I'm looking forward to getting that that hydraulic yeah. suspension because I think it's going to be, you know, it's like the best of both worlds because you're riding always on the stock suspension, but you know, you also have the ability to control the ride height without worrying. Cause I've always been worried about bags. You know what I mean? Always worried about air leaking and something happens and you're kind of yeah. stuck. You know what I mean? <clears throat> and it does, you know, I had that with the C10. It was always, you know, well, something here or something there, you know, the beginning is everything's good, but eventually something always leaks here or there or there. You know, it's the way it is with air. Yeah, and, and static is and static is legit. I mean, it's the the best thing to do is get the best static ride that you can, and if you can live with it the can, height. But you know, when you're super slam, I mean, there's, I mean, the bus, my bus rides great being slammed. The problem is now it's got enough too much travels. So now it's banging the bumpers every time it travels down. It's just sparking everywhere. I, I don't mind, but other people do. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I can care less. Yeah. Uh, and so you, you've had the bus, you've had this bus for quite a while. I mean, it's, and I, and I think yeah. when we all change and, and I know you got, you, you, you just have one kid or two kids? Just one, man. Just uh, my little one is a year and a year, now. which is a game changer. You know what I mean? And, yeah, uh, and that's what's, you know, it completely changed everything for me. I like, you know, I always been go, 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 build cars, motorcycles, whatever, whatever I'm into at the moment. And I started the type 34 before we knew she was coming and, Literally, I blasted the car completely apart, not knowing, you know, that my yeah. wife went to visit my parents and her parents. And when she comes back, she was like, oh, you know, wanted to give you surprises when we came back. And I'm like, I'm pregnant. I'm like, oh, man, last week I just tore the whole car apart. You know, this gonna be... <laughs> I would have left it together and just driven it for like, like it was for a while. You know? Right, right. Yeah, it's what it is. So now and you know, I try to work on it until I could. And now that. Babies here, you know, and playing around with her, and I am I'm enjoying the that thing. So the car's kind of like a back burner. Um, yeah, it's like it's like when you can. Yeah, when you can. Yeah, it's what I can. You know exactly, and it's like it's, it's changed the plan on the car. What I wanted to build now to the time I want to spend, 
you know, I'd rather spend my time with her than actually on the car most of the time. So I kind of backed down my whole my whole project the way I wanted it to what's going to be now, and, and maybe over time I'll, I'll change it back. And let's talk know. about that. So you so you got so so you felt like the bus was done the way you wanted it. It was still it still had an original patina kind of look to it. Um, but yeah. the chassis, all that stuff was gone through interior was gone through motor, nice, big, nice, big two liter yeah. motor. I, you know, I still need stuff to finish it, but it's like, to me, it's like, if I finish a car, then I'll sell it. So if I don't finish it, I can't sell it. Right. Right. <laughs> so that's why it's kind of like the way it is. It's kind of like, ah, I still need a few things. So I just park I'll, it there and I won't, I won't get rid of it. It's I just, like it's the just logic. There. Yeah. I you like know? It. And um, so, so you end up, what makes you get a type 30? What inspires you to get a type 34? Type 34, man, it's one of those things my dad told me about him when I was probably my senior year in high school. He told me about, oh, one of your aunts used to have one of these back in, you know, like when I was probably 1965, right? Whatever. I'm like, oh, right. really? I'm like, yeah, it's used to have it. That's, that's the only way I knew about it. I had no clue about this car until my dad told me about him. And I was like, really? Well, what is it? So I was this weird looking thing and it's got like four lights, you know, blah, 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 blah. I'm like, what? Yeah, sounded like he was making shit on me. I was like, what? You're making no sense. So whatever. Then he finally like got a book and he started showing me. He was like, look, I was like, oh, man, that thing's cool. You know, that thing's awesome. Whatever, look cool looking car. But back then, I mean, trying to find parts for one of those things or trying to find the car. If it yeah. wasn't an auto trader, you know, you have to know somebody or, you know, you just happen to get lucky and find one. And I don't think my skills were up to set to build a Type 34 back then or try to find the parts or know enough people to find parts. So it's kind of like, It'd be a cool car to own. My dad was like, it'd be a cool car to own to build. And I was like, yeah, man, my dad always talked about it, talked about it. And like, I was like, man, someday it'll happen. You know, it'll, it, you know it's just, I'm, I'm the kind of person that like, you know, things happen for a reason. Don't worry about it. It's what it is. If it comes to you, it comes to you. Don't, don't, you don't need to rush it. Right. Right. If it's for sale and you didn't make it there to buy it, man, it wasn't meant for you. It's just period. That's what it is. I, that's, it's hard that's to accept that, but I agree. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I am. And just like, I don't, it doesn't, it doesn't bug me. It's like what it is. Um, well, and, and that's, that's also a discipline of buying cars, right? Like if you, if you go to look at a car and you're like, none of us need them. Right. But if you walk up and you're like, all right, I like, it would be cool to have it. I don't need it. I don't want to pay what he's asking and I'll pay this. And if he don't, doesn't want to take that, then no big deal. I don't need to buy it. Yeah, but exactly. It, it's definitely a great discipline to have. Like when you go to buy something because it keeps you from paying too much. Cause sometimes we get, I had that experience with a typhoon that I bought. I fell in love and I looked up this, uh, you know, I was, I, I, you know, you get these things where like you're looking for a type 34. Then next, next thing you know, like you're looking everywhere high and low and it doesn't matter. And then it's like, yeah. I'm, I'm on the road for a typhoon and I go to the, you know, the forum boards, which are some of the greatest things ever. Like you go to the forum board, you look at all the things to check on the car. And the first rule says, don't go look at a car at night. And I went, look at this car at night and I bought it. <laughs> I bought it 10 <laughs> minutes later. Cause I was just like, I was like, I don't care. I don't care. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. That was the thing. Same with the type thirty fours. You know, they're they're few and far between. And when you find them for sale, yeah, you got to. They got to be complete. You know, to me, like type thirty four in pieces, just it's not for me. I never had one before, so I need to see it together to know what I'm working on. Kind of like, okay, wrap my head around it. Right. So this one came up. I mean, just by luck, a friend that I know, and you know. kept his word like i talked to him he's like what are you going to build next i said nothing i said i don't there's nothing i want to build that's why i pretty much had just a vibe that i wanted to own i said you know he's like oh split window i'm like yeah split windows don't do nothing for me it was just another bug right um, it's like they're, they're cool i love the dashes but it's not a car that i can drive and not worry about i'm like oh man like you know it's like 
I don't know. It's never been really a split window guy. I think they look cool. Right. I like them, but yeah. it's just not for me. And he's like, oh, what do you think? I said, man, I like to find a Thai 34. I said, oh, I haven't had one. You know, I had it for years and blah, blah, blah. I'm probably going to be selling it. I said, cool. Just keep me in mind if you get rid of it. And he called me, you know, a few months later. He's like, hey, you want the car? It's here. I'm like, cool. So I went and picked it up. <clears throat> that's that's how it worked out, you know. So. Oh, that's rad. First, so, and I mean, you're, that was a pretty brave move. I saw you bought the card, and the first thing you do is just completely blow it apart. And then I got to be honest with you, I was pretty impressed with all your skill that I saw you doing with like all the welding, all that work that you were doing, or re, remaking patch panels and stuff like that. And I was, I was pretty impressed. I was like, man, he's a pretty, <laughs> pretty crafty cat, man. You know, especially doing all, taking all that work up on your own. I mean, I've uh, borrowed a welder from my neighbor and did a little bit of welding, and my brother could tell you about that because he he mocks my <laughs> welds, but uh, you know. It's uh, yeah. it's definitely something, especially metal work, things like that. It takes a lot of patience. I mean, it's it's way more patience than I have, um, which is why. And, and my my hands are too heavy for body work. You know, I'm busy uh, I'm busy beating stuff to death. You know what I mean? Make the dent worse. So talk to me. So your ri- initial plan for your Type 34 was what? The original plan was, you know, obviously slam it, um, either air ride or coil lowers. Um, and then run a WRX five-speed with a STI engine in it. <clears throat> so that was the plan, you know, race everything up and keep it. <clears throat> I had order. My friends at M45 Automotive helped me out with the motor and the tune. They wanted to do the tune. We were talking, you know, 400, 500 horsepower. Right. And I was like, I'm down with this. I had the BBS wheels. So, you know, I tubbed the car because I feel I'm going to need some meats back there and blah, blah, blah. When I got the tranny for the WRX from them, they let me borrow a case just to try to mock up stuff. And when I bought the gears and everything from Super Gears, what are they called? Yeah, Subi Gears. You know, yeah, you know, they didn't tell me anything about the fitment. I just figured it was going to bolt on and fit like in factory kind of position. Now, talk to me well, about that because because you were going to do you were, you wanted to do a, a five speed uh, a Subi five speed in there, and where Subi Gears makes a a ring and pinion that's reversed. Yeah. And then, so when you bought the kit, you you call them up and you're like, "Hey, I want to do uh, this, blah blah blah," and they're like, "Okay, we'll set you up." And got it right. So well, when it comes down to me to mock up everything and start fitting it all, then I found out that the transmission moves everything. Once you go to the WRX train, it moves everything like about two and a half inches, probably up. It moves it up two and a half inches. Yeah, two and a half inches. Which is great for ground clearance for the oil pan. So I was like, oh, that's great. But then I started measuring out. I was like, man, I got to cut the crap out of my car in the back to fit the tranny and the clutch, the hydraulic piece of the clutch. I got to raise the whole tray. And at that point, I just started losing interest on that. I'm, I'm into modifying the car, but I don't like it to when it doesn't look like kind of like it could have been factory. Yeah, moving that whole tray up is. Uh... Yeah, it's just like, eh, I'm like, I don't know if I like that. And. You know, at that point, it's like, okay, the rear is already tough. Now I'm going to cut it all back out again to do this. And then, like, I don't have time because I got the baby. And I'd rather be inside the plane with her than actually sitting there trying to cut more metal. So it got to the point that I said, you know what? I ditched that whole – the whole Subaru thing, and I'm just going back to Volkswagen. Um, so it'll, it'll have a Pro Street uh, built IRS tranny on it. <clears throat> so I'm converting it to IRS and then uh, So you're doing the IRS conversion. You're doing you doing conversion. type yeah. one, type four motor, upright, pancake. What are you doing? I'm doing I'm in between that. I, I kinda wanna run between. The pancake, but I'm not a, I'm not a I'm not a really a fan of the pancake motors. You gotta you know? cake like, it, baby. Cake it. I I don't know. I just don't I, I don't like the pancake. I think I gotta have big carburetors because I don't just pancake motors. I don't feel like they breathe enough with those 
being underneath that lid with the little filters on it. Just, well, you know, you could always you could always pancake a big Type Four, get you some big bottom end torque, and then punch those, do some forty eights, <clears> and punch them up through the deck lid. You know, you could always do that. But, well, uh, I'll punch something through there because it's, it's <laughs> definitely going to have it's definitely going to have forty eights or a turbo. So yeah, either, turbo either would be of, nice too. One of the others going on there. So. Because if you're able to get that thing pancake, let's say you keep it pancake, right, and you use that fuel injection setup on there, and then you just run a boost like a charge pipe up. You can get pretty slick with hiding a turbo setup and keeping it all under deck lid. I mean, that that's the tough part with Type Threes, right? Like, you can, yeah. you know, you can do a lot of modifications to a Type Three, but it's like you you have to cross a line sooner or later. And that's well, with my gear. That was the reason why I did the the pancake Type Four, and uh, you know, I wanted to have, I wanted to have, uh, you know, the motor look as stock as possible not stock as possible but like vw style like what should have came in the car if you yeah. could have went in 19 whatever and just picked up the baddest stuff volkswagen built you know and then went through went through that stuff so you know with mine i, I never had a deck lid on it and i had a you know custom air intake and all kind of stuff but um it, it that's definitely a challenge i mean i had to have my buddy chris broswell fab up some intake manifolds for me i mean i took the shortest manifolds you get and then i still cut like two and a half inches out of them when I say I, that means Chris yeah. cut it. Chris cut and welded them because if I welded them, yeah. I probably have a bunch of holes and it makes some caterpillars on the outside. But uh, yeah, yeah. So so you were gonna go Subi motor. So you end up ditching that stuff. Did you? So you sold all that stuff already? No, I still have that stuff oh, laying around. Really? You never know what can happen, you know. Yep. Yeah, buddy. something else can pop up and I'm getting that stuff on it. I don't know. Maybe if on a North Type 34, I can really cut up and put that stuff in there. Yeah. Well, you know, so motor, you're still you're still kind of figuring out what you're doing with the motor. And then. Yeah, the motor thing, you know, it, it's probably going to be in like an upright just because I like it better than the pancakes. Yeah. Um, um, but at this point, I'm, I just got to figure out. Right now, I'm just got to concentrate on getting the body done. That's what I'm worried about, getting the body done and getting the pan, the chassis finished up. Um now, buddy, now you're, let me ask this question. The, your mean, buddy that you bought the car from, um, huh? what did he think when he sees what you did? Because <laughs> I'm looking at Type 34 rolling in looking pretty stock. And now it's in your garage <laughs> with the, the three-piece BBS is all tucked up in the fender wells. <laughs> and I'm like, it looks dope. Like, I love it. And I'm just wondering, like, is he was he a stalker guy? Was he like Oh, a, no, no. Absolutely no. He's got some land buses and stuff like that. And, okay. Uh, he loves it, you know. He thinks it's looking good the way it's going. So, and he just had the Type Thirty Four all low key sitting in his shop. Like, well, if I do sell it, I'll sell it to you. Yeah, you can cut it up, I guess. Right? Yeah, so, well, I said that's a. That, I mean, look, it's a nice bro deal that he held onto the car for you and, and just hooked you up with it. You know what I mean? Oh yeah, I mean, he totally hooked it up on that thing. You know, to give me the chance to actually build it. You know what I want to do with it. And it wasn't. So, uh, it, it wasn't too rusty. I mean, it had some some spots on it, but nothing too crazy, right? Nothing too crazy. I mean, the rest of the rockers that I usually have in the front rockers, um, the rest of the rockers are pretty much just uh, blew out stuff out of there and then try to blast. When I cut the holes for the other ones, I try to blast as far as I could in there and then uh, spray that. The stuff that they sell now with a straw and a pour 15 or whatever, it's yeah. kind of like pour 15, I guess, and you can seal it. I use that on the inside just to protect inside. But other than that, that's it, man. Like uh, one part of the rear rocker had uh, some rust I cut out too and a bunch of stuff came out of there. So you got a lot of, the, I mean, you got a good majority of the metal work kind of done. I saw you pulled the pan off and now, now, cause I know you like your stuff super slammed. What are you doing front end? Are you keeping the type three front end or are you swapping over to a type one narrowed? Uh, so right now we're going type one air ride. Justin's building all the stuff for me and we'll drive, you know? Nice. So 
um, trying to save some time. He'll do that for me. So he's building my narrow arms for the rear and all this stuff. So nice. I so just, so you know, you're gonna narrow the out. arms. What size are the wheels that you that are you putting on it? I'm between the, putting the 16s lifts back on it or put 17s back on it. I and like 17s, it. I don't know, either eight or, or you know, right now they're like nine and a half, but I might go like 17, eight, I think in the rear and the products, 17, five in the front, maybe. You could still, but you could even stagger them, right? Because the baskets will go on 16s or 17 inch wheels, right? Yeah. You could do staggered 16s in the front, 17s in the back. You never know. Something. That's you pretty gangster know. too. I, I like it. Yeah. I like it. And then that. The pan's all done. The pan's all done and dialed in and uh, ready to ready to get put back on the on the body once the body's done or what? Yeah, I want to put the I want to put the beam and uh, rear suspension set up back on back and then hopefully throw the pan once the car comes back from paint. And how much so, rust was on the pan? Oh, uh, it had a the battery tray was completely gone. So you did a battery tray section on the pan. I did a battery tray section and then two little spots over by like the kind of passenger floor area. Mm-hmm. On yeah. the front, hunt little patches that I put on there. Yeah, I got because you know I've got another Type Thirty Four that I was going to start doing, and you know I'm I'm kind of in the middle of two things because I got a buddy of mine offered me up one that's much further along, so that's why I put mine up for sale. And uh, <laughs> I, you know because if I, I got a chance to buy one that's painted, and if you can get a chance to buy a car that's painted, you're like yep. two two and a half years ahead on the project. You know what I mean? Absolutely, so, man. But uh, and especially if you don't have the if you don't have the the time and patience to do what you do, I'm not I'm not that guy. So for me, it's just like it's it's just an expense, and it's one of those things where it's like, okay, well, it's getting sold to pay for that. You know what I mean? Yeah. So yeah, so that so that thing, I'm excited to see that thing when it's coming out. And obviously now with the, with with the baby and some changes like that, it may put a little more timeline in the project. But I'm excited to see this type 34 because you you know you got to be bold to go custom with a type 34 because everybody they're they're really a rare car i mean they're more rare than the entire production of of type 34s there was less in the entire production than there was in one year of split windows yeah you know absolutely you know that's so, why doing it. it's got to look it's got to look right you know I, that's why I when, I, when it came down to cutting it for the racing to transfer a Subaru, i was just like nah you know, wheel tops is one thing. Cutting up the whole back section, I was just like, ah, no. <laughs> now, I like the little that little dope uh, roll bar you're doing right now. You're doing a little roll bar that bolts to the seat belt mounts. Yeah, seat belt mounts, and then where the kind of like armrests for the rear seat are that it mounts there. Yeah, um, it's kind of like that. Just to mount the seat, just to keep, the car doesn't have a seat pil- uh, B pillars. Right. So to me, it just seems to kind of. It might it might flex too much. I don't know. Just in my head, you know. Uh, since the pan or the body doesn't have any supports, like a convertible on the bottom, um, I figure I put that on it just to help out a little bit. And then I'll have two more bars. Once the pan is on it, I'll have two more bars out of that go to where the seat belt mounts are for the seat belts on the pan. Yeah. On the tunnel, I'll have two bars that go from there to that bar, and then that should keep it all tied up pretty good, I think. Oh, so you're tying it like three points. You're tying that thing at three or four points, huh? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Nice. Nice. I think, man, listen, you're making some pro, you're making some progress on that thing. And it's like, I haven't seen the bus out in a minute. So is the, is the bus down and out right now? Or is the bus on the road? Yeah. The bus has been down for almost, you know, we were talking about that with my wife the other day. It's been down for like almost two years now. Really? Yeah. I took it to the last, I went to a soda meet. Um, and on my way there early in the morning, it was pitch black when I was back the roads that I go my way there. And I was hauling ass cause I was late to meet everybody. And I just met up. It's the pothole, man, and it blasts that thing like at 80 miles an hour. Oh, just wow. tackle my wheel and 
Lunda tire on the side. I got a big old bubble on it. So, so you got to buy a whole new wheel for that dude now. Yeah, I'm gonna see if I can fix it or not. Those wheels are getting expensive. They were great when you were single man and you had the money to blow <laughs> like that. It was great, no big deal. Buy another one from John, but when you, things are tight. Right when you're not buying, when you're not gonna buy baby food and all that stuff now. You're yeah, yeah. <laughs> baby food and diapers, and all that stuff. You know. <laughs> So, you, got, you have to get a night just, job, player. <laughs> can't be, yeah, I can't be spending fifteen hundred bucks in one wheel just because, you know. Yeah, no, that's so, uh, that's a bummer, man. So, um, so when's the next? You're planning to fix this thing? How soon to get it back on the road? Because it's going to be a little while for the Gia. And I know the, I I think the show for SAC is going to be happening this year, right? The the yeah, well, Bogorama is happening. I know Soto is not this weekend, but the weekend after too. Oh, really? So, yeah, so I don't know. I just got one of those things. I got to get the wheel off, and then got to find a way to get it to Sacramento somehow. I work so far from them because I work an hour completely the other way. I'm already an hour away from there, and I work an hour north from my house, so it's like two hours from Sac to go drop this thing off. So I'm just gonna yeah. find some time, take it off, and drop it off. See if they can actually try fixing it. You know, oh. and not have to buy a tire. Yeah, well, I'm hoping to see you out there, man, because I'm looking to go to. Uh... I got to get to the bug around. I got to get up to Northern California, see my homies up there. And, uh, just, I haven't been out there. So, well, shoot, last time I was out there is when I was out there mobbing in Tony's, uh, in Tony's oh, bus. Yeah. That's right. <laughs> and mobbing around. I was over there in the nosebleed section driving the stalker, but, Stalkers. uh, yeah, it was, you know, we're, we're mobbing that thing around and that was a good time. And then, uh, I think, what well, was that the last time? I think that was the last time I saw you, right? It was when we were up there for that. Was that Kelly park weekend? Was it? I can't remember. I think it was, was it Kelly Park weekend. I can't. Up? I can't remember if I had my. Yeah, because it was the weekend that me and Justin drove both buses out that way. Yeah, and what did I? Did, yeah. I, did I have my crew cab? Have my crew cab out there? Or did I? Yeah, I, I can't remember. I think so. I can't remember where you drove. Because I, I know I was driving. I, I did a Facebook video and I was driving Tony's, uh, or was Tony or Miguel's bus? One of the two. But I can't remember who's. You know, all yeah, my we're driving that from like in while well, we were in Concord. I think you were driving that. Yeah, all my all my homies got to San Jose or something like that. Yeah. Yeah, my buddies got these super nice buses. I was like, oh, well, I'll just mob this thing around, like no big deal. And everybody's like, oh, you're driving a 23 window. I'm like, yeah, no, no big deal. It's just what happens when you're up in up in near Sac, up near Concord, and all that business up there. All you spoiled cats with your right. with your low rust vehicles that are up there, but uh, yeah, the only advantage you guys have for us, they had a lot more VW dealerships up there in Northern California than they did down here in Vegas. So there's they're few and far between down here, but they're they're just as rust easy. So, but now I'm hoping to, I'm yeah. hoping to see you guys when I come out there, man, because for sure I got to get out there Memorial Day weekend so I can. Uh, is it Memorial Day right? Not Labor Day. So it's, yeah it's both weekends I think it's both labor day and memorial weekend yeah but whichever the next three-day weekend is coming up man i for sure got to get out there let's talk dubs will be out there man hopefully we'll see you out there hopefully you have your bus out there and uh good luck on that gear man i'm loving how that project is looking thanks man hopefully get out soon one of those days yeah for sure little. for sure man listen bring the kid man. that's why you got a bus you got a bus you have six more kids man for uh <laughs> stop it <laughs> I really never finished the type thirty four. <laughs> Listen, man, more kids you have, more hands to sand. You know what I mean? Like just get, just gotta train them early, dude. Train them early. <laughs> train them early. No, that's cool, man. Well, I, look, I'm glad I got to have you on the podcast and talk about kind of the stuff that that you've been doing and that you're into, and uh, definitely was digging the 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 restoration of the quads you were doing, the two fifty Rs. And, oh yeah, uh, I'm always into those. So, they pull me down to the Type 34 here and there. You know, right, that's what I'm like. I stop on the car and that's what I, I thought. Like, oh, he doesn't have enough time, and here he is <clears> working <throat> on some quads. He scored, <laughs> rolled up on a deal. So, yeah. No, that's uh, so, 
that's rad, man. And uh, I'm, I'm looking forward to, like I said, getting out there and seeing you guys. Any shout outs or thanks you want to give to any of you guys out there uh, before we wrap it up, man? Oh, man, I'm good. Cool, I got cool. To my buddy Justin, you know, for hooking up. I know he's busy as hell, but trying to knock out my front beam and my rear suspension for my arms and stuff like that. You know, I want to say thanks to the, the Derlift group guys. You know, uh, they always hold me out with the car when I need to lift stuff and move stuff around. Yeah. You know, also, you know, Justin, the creator on Instagram. I know him. The the the, the, the base master general of the Type 3 Army. Yeah. Hell yeah. You know, <laughs> that guy, man, he comes, he drives, he won't, he, man, he drives all the way out to my house to help me out. When we're putting the stuff on the pan together, you know, the bushings for the shifter, like, you know, the shifter bushing, that coupler, and the brass bushing that goes in there. He came over, we flipped the big pan around and moved stuff around. So, really appreciate those guys driving all the way up to my house to help out. Nah, he's a good, but listen, that's the community, man. The VW community is super tight, man. It's a lot of, a lot of dudes working together to pitch in to kind of help everybody finish their rides. For sure. Have to, man. Well, cool, man. Well, Brian, I'm glad we get the chat, man. And, uh, for sure. We'll, uh, I look forward to seeing you when I'm up there. Sounds good, buddy. I'll see you then. Right on this week. Shout out to Craig Tanson for supporting the podcast. If you guys want to get a shot on the podcast, make sure you support Craig is at El Cajon, California. And he sent me a link to a pretty dope story. He had about his Subi conversion that he had, uh, on shop talk forums and he also said type four power rules, so he knows where it's at. I appreciate him for supporting the podcast this week. Also, don't forget, subscribe to our YouTube channel as well as following us on Instagram and like us on Facebook. And if you guys really want to help out, go leave a five-star review so you get your shout out on podcasts. And if you pick up any merch, you'll also get a shot on the podcast, just like my boy Craig did. Well, until next week, guys, later. station wagon.